This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. What's up across New Orleans, the Gulf South, and across the world? Wherever you're listening from, WWL.com, the Radio.com app as well. Grab those, or grab that app if you haven't downloaded it yet. Seth Dunlap, Logan Falgu with you until 11 o'clock tonight, and... Look, a lot of you have probably already started your Labor Day weekend, so a very happy Labor Day to everybody, and it's truly one of my favorite holidays. It really is. And because this one's for the workers. I grew up in a working-class family. My mom and dad are actually still working into their uh, mid and late late 60s. I think a lot of you probably have similar stories. So this, is, uh, th- this holiday is for the workers. It's for the working class. So this is for all of you and all of us, so a happy holiday to everybody. Plus, look. This is one of those holidays I always equate with getting around the barbecue, getting with family, getting with a bunch of friends, and just kind of cutting it up a little bit, which I think makes a great holiday. It's one of the reasons why this holiday, 4th of July, and probably Thanksgiving, my three favorite holidays. Big show for you. Obviously, Saints cutdowns have started. We'll get into that, and we'll debate some of the hot-button position groups, and no more hot-button one than what's going to happen at wide receiver, which we haven't found out much about yet other than two guys that we expected to be released. They were, and that was Simi Cobbs and Cyril Grayson Jr. I heard a caller on Sports Talk earlier tonight, and I can't remember his name. I know it was in the, the 5 o'clock hours, about 5.10, just debating the heck out of Bobby and Christian that Cyril Grayson Jr. was kind of the truth and was really surprised that he didn't get uh, uh, didn't get a roster spot. And I was kind of thinking, wait, really? Cyril Grayson's the guy that you're going to bat for here? But look, I understand the LSU connection. I understand the speed flashes with everybody, but... I thought the separation between him and, and somebody like certainly Emmanuel Butler, even L.J. Humphrey with what he's done the last couple of of preseason games, or really all preseason long, is certainly a little bit a little bit stark. Bobby's well, still in well, studio. It, Bobby, it, I it, heard it, that call, and well, I, was, well, I was kind of well, chuckling. Well, Seth, I mean, he's comparing uh, our Cyril Grayson over Ted Ginn Jr. I, saw, I heard that, and I was like, wait right? a second. I mean, uh, Ted Ginn with his experience – I mean, if they had a race, I think it would be close. Oh, I, I don't mean, know. Now, that one I might give Cyril because that's a, you're talking about an all-American but, but track wait, star. But wait I mean, I think he'd be nipping at uh, – Ted Ginn would be nipping sure. at his heels. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's all precise route running and all that. You know where I was disappointed with Grayson? Mm-hmm. Twice in the kickoff and punt return. I bet I know what you're going to say here. The ball hit the ground. Yeah. Like, Sean was telling him, dude. When you have an opportunity, the first one I was watching that in the dome, Bobby, and I'm thinking, wait, he let that bounce when he's got to oh, do something to make the oh, roster. I, I guarantee you, Sean Payne's taking a note, and it's like, what? what can, you can't the dome lights or whatever. We practice this. You got to feel the ball. I'm gonna tell you, that's what old school Pac-Man Jones, uh, right here from uh, uh, Terrebonne Parish, Clarence Vernon. Clarence Vernon went to South Terrebonne. Redskins, Colts, Falcons, to re- in the return game. What do you got to lose? I'm hell bent for leather. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not fair catching anything. 
I'm catching and I'm just running. Bobby, this is people miss. I played, you know, I played poker at a pretty high level, right? <laughs> this is late in the tournament when you just have a few chips or a tournament maybe you got a free entry into and you're and right. I'm kinda like I got nothing to lose here. I may be playing against the big boys, but this is when I'm really starting to push. Don't get scared. You got to be really aggressive, <laughs> yeah. right? And you start getting conservative, conservative and aggressive. things go, man, Come things on. go terribly on the poker table when you get conservative. You know, Same that, thing on the football there field. There was two notes that I took. I said, well, if you're truly trying to make the team and have an impact, that's when you cannot let it hit the turn. Mm-hmm. You got to feel a punt or a kickoff and be aggressive. Okay, Seth, last year we averaged six yards of punt return. Grayson had a punt return for five yards. Yeah. Five yards? What? No. Well, we thought Marcus Sherrills was going to be that guy. Because what he did, he averaged 12 last year, and we're thinking, I never saw him. Right. He hasn't been cut yet, but I got to imagine they're not keeping him. Well, they might. Okay, said this is what I think. uh, I'm looking at my crystal ball. Uh Uh, They're going to put him on IR. Early return, maybe? Okay, listen. Mm -hmm. See what Deontay Harris could do. And if he's the guy, he's the guy. If he's not... Then you have him waiting the wings. That's a great. That's a great idea. Frankly, uh, that's what I do. Because then you're yes. right. You'll give first half of the season for uh, Harris, and then Cheryl's can return off pup uh, early designation to return at week eight. So you have that productivity when you have ten plus yards a return. Yeah. Sean Payton, I'm telling you, he was the best of the best offense, defense, and special teams. Can you be in double digits? I'm telling you, Sean pays attention to that. I I, I agree. And he, he, before, I think, and even Sean would admit this, I know he kind of has in interviews, maybe meddled a little bit too much. He's still a little more hands-on than a lot of coaches, but what I've liked is he's relied more on his his assistant coaches, his uh, his uh, position coaches a little more for a position like special teams. Well, well, well he, he uh, demands and relies upon them, but then he gives them the business. Mm-hmm. Well, he asked uh, you. Okay, this part—that's the Parcells in yeah, this is Yes, this, uh, and Parcells being seventy-eight years of age now. God, we're all getting old. I'm getting old, but it, Parcells is seventy-eight. But I look at Sean Payton. No, it's what. No, this is bottom line. This is what I demand. This is what I want. We've been outstanding with our coverage units, kickoff coverage, punt coverage. But what in the hell we could do in the return game? And you look at the way they kick off the ball. It could be seven, eight yards deep. No, the key is punt return. And we get kind of spoiled. The Saints fans said, you know what it is? Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles. I mean, uh, okay, uh, for instance, we were relying upon Tom Lee Lewis. Did you see today? Tom Lee Lewis got cut by the Lions. Right. So we gave him every opportunity. Well, and what was so obviously what, he wasn't answer. What was one of the big differences in that NFC Championship game? If you look past, obviously the the no call at the end, it was special teams, and really all season long for the Rams, they had Hinyard. either the best or top five unit in punt returns, kick returns, punt coverage, kick coverage, field goals, punter. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Rams were in that position last year, really in the last couple of years. Well, said you look at the hidden yardage disparity. You look at offense, defense, and people want to say, oh, special teams, That's you pay too much attention to that. No, when everybody can play and everybody is a high skill set, offense and defense, no. Special teams, that makes all the difference in the world, the uh, uh, hidden yardage, mm-hmm. few position whether you win or lose. Hey, I, I listen to the point after, and I hear it yeah. every night, man. You oh, talk yeah. about it. Right, right. No, no, <laughs> that, that's, that's why Sean's trying to take it to the next level. Hopefully, Deontay Harris is that guy. 
Well, hopefully so. All They're right, special Chad. for a reason, Bobby, right? They're special for a reason. Yes, special exactly. Teams. All right. Happy Labor Day, man. There he goes. Right. Bobby Bear, Cajun Cannon. And, yeah, he'll be with you on Monday for a special second guest show. Second guest and then maybe the Saints roster cuts that will come through over the next 24 hours or so. Big show, as promised. We will have three um, – Voyages inside NFL preseason and season previews. We'll go to Chicago. We'll go to Philadelphia and Green Bay. Three teams that are certainly expected to be in the mix in the NFC. Plus this hour, John Hendricks of SB Nation's Canal Street Chronicles and Amy Just of NOLA.com and The Advocate will debate Saints cutdowns with me. Wilson Alexander, second hour. We'll talk LSU against Georgia Southern. Our phone number is 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. And online, our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, how many preseason games should NFL teams play? Four, three, two, one, none. You tell us. I would guess it's not going to be four. <laughs> Paying attention to fans over the last couple of years. Just getting started. Let's really debate these cutdowns coming up next segment. And I want to do this with you. So give me a call, shoot me a text, join in the conversation as the last lap just gets started on WWL. Logan, have you ever tried to catch a fly with your hands? It's buzzing around your house, buzzing around your head. You get really annoyed and you, you try to catch it or, or slap it or stuff. And you have a heck of a time doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, predicting nfl roster cutdowns and who's going to be on these rosters is i don't know trying to like catch a fly or a bumblebee with tweezers it's even more difficult than that it's kind of a futile exercise man i, I it's it's inflicting pain on on all of us that have to do it well yeah because at the end of the day all you can really make is an educated guess you're not the person that's sitting back there having to make the actual decision so it's very hard to pinpoint down something that well could quite literally come out of left field right Yes, and it's, I guess what it does, it's great fodder for all the listeners and readers, <laughs> everybody who covers the NFL, that they could say, ah, see, this, this bozo thought that, you know, so-and-so would be on the team, and he's not. So they can always clap back at us. I guess uh, Old Takes Exposed certainly loves this on Twitter. But we're going to attempt to do it this hour. John Hendricks and Amy, just second half of the hour, we'll play a little cut down Jeopardy with them. Um, first, though, I want to talk about the position group that everybody has been focused on. And, and look, that's wide receiver. Now, there are two guys that are most squarely involved as far as young players that seem to have a lot of potential. Maybe not this year ne necessarily, but guys you'd like to keep on the roster for down the road are Emmanuel Butler and L.J. Humphrey. And, and frankly, they both really helped their case last night in my mind, which is going to make Sean Payton and Curtis Johnson and Mickey Loomis's job a lot more difficult. First, L.J. Humphrey, he had this play, catching a pass from Teddy Bridgewater. That was a 43-yard catch, and he got open in the center of the field. It wasn't necessarily anything spectacular that he did at the end of that play or in his route necessarily, but it was a very nice throw from Bridgewater and a nice play by uh, little Jordan Humphrey, L.J. Humphrey, who's had quite a few of these. So that's Humphrey, and I was watching that and going, wow, could Humphrey actually make this roster? And then either right before that or right after that, you saw Emmanuel Butler drop a pass. About a five-yard little dig route, I think, on the right side. It just goes right off his hand. And I immediately texted Christian Garrick. Look, I'll pull the curtain back on what I texted him. I said, well, Butler's not going to make this roster. That's three drops in three games, the three games that he's played. You know what happened? A couple of plays later, this. That was a really sensational play in my mind by Butler. He used his body 
like a basketball player to block out the defender and then created himself a little bit of space with his his physicality and his strength. And even before he caught the ball, it almost happened in slow motion to me where I'm watching it and going, man, that's, that's Marcus Colston. That's Michael Thomas almost in the end zone. Not that I'm comparing his overall play right now with one of those two guys. I'm just saying you could see flashes of it and flashes why the Saints are really excited on this guy and why almost everybody has him on this roster. So as we look at that position specifically, we know four guys, unless something completely unexpected happens, and I guess I've been shocked before at this time of year, but I'd be pretty darn stunned if any one of Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith, or now Deontay Harris does not make this roster. We've talked about it so much this week, but it does. It, it, you need to be reminded here that the Saints typically keep five or six receivers, unless you're getting big-time special teams contributions from one of the guys. Now, Deontay Harris is probably one of those guys. He projects to be your main punt and kick returner. He's been so good at that in the preseason. So if you count those four guys, you're likely looking at two additional spots, especially with the depth at, the, at that. I just don't see him keeping only five and only four primary pass catchers. You don't want to cut, let's say, three of the quartet, Emmanuel Butler, LJ Humphrey, Keith Kirkwood, and Austin Carr. And those four guys are the four that are fighting for two spots. I can see a way where they keep seven receivers initially to start the season. And I phrased it that way because if they start the season with seven, that doesn't mean by the time they get to week one or beyond week one that those seven will remain on the roster. Now remember, David Onyemata, he will be suspended in that first game. So when he comes back, he got a clear some space for him. Do they keep seven wide receivers when he come back? Then you try to sneak somebody from your roster to the practice squad and sneak him through waivers. Because if anybody claims, this is how this works in the NFL, if anybody claims one of your players that you're trying to release and put on a practice squad, you've actually got to put them on your active roster. It's a way for the Saints to manipulate the system a little bit. And I'm starting to think that they might do something like that. You don't want to carry seven receivers on your roster. You're not going, even if you just project Deontay Harris as just a returner, you're not going six deep at the wide receiver position in an NFL game unless you've got devastating injuries. But frankly, if you're going on an active roster on game day, the active 45, six receivers, something's probably wrong and you're sacrificing depth elsewhere. What I believe is going to happen, I think with that play yesterday, I made these projections that, frankly, they, they kind of force us all to do, which is fun. But one of the reasons why, and Christian will probably did tell you this too, why well, he kind of says, oh, man, I don't know if I really like doing these. I don't really like doing I'll just speak for myself. I don't really like doing them before, especially before that fourth preseason game, because we can't get an accurate view of those cutdowns until we see what happens in that fourth game. Because these races are so close, these battles are so close at that position. I don't know. It would be like calling the Kentucky Derby – a winner before we even get to the home stretch, in my mind. So I had Emmanuel Butler off the roster. And frankly, I had Emmanuel Butler off the roster, like I said, when he dropped that pass. That one play, sometimes it's just one play. Sometimes all it takes is a moment. And that one play that he made in the end zone, you can see everything that people have raved about. All of it. 
the size, the hands, the body control, and a touchdown from Teddy Bridgewater. I think Emmanuel Butler is on this roster. If I had to redo that 53-man roster projection now, I would have him on the roster. I also think, and I'm staying with this, and this just isn't me, maybe it is me being a little bit stubborn because of the bet I have with Christian Garrick, but I do try to be objective about this. I firmly believe, and I think Steve Court agrees with me on this, we were talking about it on Sunday, um, yesterday, pardon me, on our pregame show, that Austin Carr is on this roster because of the endorsement he got from Drew Brees. Unless Drew Brees was spending a minute and five seconds just blowing complete smoke about one of his receivers and getting so detailed in that smoke that he doesn't get that detailed when he's talking about other receivers, unless he was doing that to us, I think Drew Brees is in Sean Payton's ear and Mickey Loomis's ear and saying, I, I trust this guy. I want him on my roster. I'm going to be throwing him passes during the year. I think Austin Carr's on the roster. So that gets us – where does that get us? That gets us to six. Now here comes the real question. Keith Kirkwood was Emmanuel Butler of last year. So much potential. We were talking about him just as much in camp. L.J. Humphrey, we've seen that potential, especially throughout the preseason games. Will the Saints go to seven and keep one of those two? Will they keep one of those two? That is the question that I think they'll answer tomorrow. I think Carr's on. I think Butler's on. Is it Kirkwood or is it L.J. Humphrey? I think we'll find out, or maybe I'm completely wrong. We'll find that out, too, in less than 24 hours. John Hendricks, next. All right, this half hour, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to play Saints roster cut down Jeopardy. We're going to go offense and defense, and I don't know where we're going to go yet. We have John Hendricks first and then Amy just second. So, look, let's kick off this, this little game here. Let's bring on John Hendricks, managing editor of SB Nation's Canal Street Chronicles, at John J. Hendricks on Twitter. John, what's up, man? Hey, man, how's it going tonight? Uh, look, I'm good. Okay, I, I told uh, Logan here, I, I don't know, I'm trying to catch a fly with tweezers in these these cutdowns. It's the futile task, man. So I need some help. I need some help, okay? Gotcha. Good okay. deal. Okay, so we're going to play a little Saints cut down Jeopardy. We're going to put some categories on the board, and I want to know where you want to go, okay? Pretty straightforward. Sounds good. Okay, start up that music, Logan. And, John, uh, first off, the category for you on the board, do you want to go offense or defense? Okay, we'll go defense, and then uh, the categories now on the board for you is we'll stay you with defense here this segment. Linebackers, defensive line, or secondary? Where are you going first? Uh, let's go linebackers. All right, linebackers. Out of this group, I think we all agree that Demario Davis, Alex Anzalone, A.J. Klein, Craig Robertson are squarely on this roster. John, give me two additional guys, maybe three if you want to go there that you think make it. Well, uh, I think Caden Ellis has got him a job. That's no uh, no bringer there. And, you know, I thought between uh, Colton Jumper and them that they might have that locked up. But, man, he's putting it uh, right on the money in the beginning. I'm going to say it's going to be a wild card because of the injuries that they've had. Um, they're going to go off the board and try to get somebody in here. All right, let's go uh, linebackers for 200. Uh, outside of Demario Davis, and look, I'm picking the category for you. Uh, that's how we're playing this because, frankly, uh, I'm the MC here. Uh, so, so, John, uh, linebackers for 200. Uh, which one of the linebackers not named Demario Davis do you think is going to be talked about the most? In other words, who's going to have the best year outside of Demario? Look, 
I, I would uh, I tell you, I think I'm going to go all in here, right? I, I think that somebody like uh, Kaden Ellis is just his impact, and, you know, you have the injuries to Craig Robertson, which we don't know really too much about. We hadn't seen Alex Andaloni too much there. So I think Caden Ellis is a guy who's going to fill in a lot in some of the nickel situation. So I think he's going to be uh, somebody we keep talking about. All right. Uh, okay, now on the board here we have – uh, secondary for 100 or defensive line for 100? Well, let's go secondary for 100. All right, secondary for 100s. First up for John Hendricks of Canal Street Chronicles. John, which one of these guys, if any, will not make this roster? Saquon Hampton, Ken Crawley, Chris Banjo, or Justin Hardy? Whew, for 100 men? I think Saquon Hansen's injury is probably the safest bet just because uh, we don't know the extent there. So I think that's the easy one. But I will say a step further that uh, Ken Crawley would not surprise me, um, especially for some of these cornerback needy teams that they may try to pull off some type of trade for him. All right. So you got secondary for 200 or you can go defensive line for 100, John. Let's go secondary for 200. Secondary for 200. Is Patrick Robinson completely safe, a safe bet to make this roster? I don't think so. I think uh, with a lot of the, the other players coming up, uh, you know, you see him doing a lot on the outside, and that's not really his strength here. You know, he's a guy that's going to play some of the, the inside, the slot duties and all that good stuff. So, look, I don't know uh, if, if the P.J. Williams ordeal is going to have something to do with it, and if they do keep Crawley. Hardy's obviously uh, somebody, you know, is a strong special teams guy. Gardner Johnson's a guy that you want to keep an eye on, but – Look, I would not be surprised if something happens and Robinson doesn't make the team. All right, so you've got secondary for 300 or defensive line for 100. Uh, let's go D-line for 100. Which one of these three players is most likely to make the roster? Sylvester Williams, Ziggy Hood, or Shy Tuttle? That's a good one. Um, you know what? I would tell you, look, I, I like the vet and Sylvester Williams and Ziggy Hood. I think Malcolm Brown and Taylor Starworth and, and when you get on your bottom back are going to be kind of the guys there. So I'm looking more of uh, a shy tuttle because well, Williams and Hood can be more of a nose tackle presence, and they've already got that filled. So I like what Tuttle's been able to put together, and he's kind of a dark horse, if you will. Hey, give him a chance. All right, we're rolling through our Saints roster cut down Jeopardy with John Hendricks at John J. Hendricks on Twitter. He chose defense, so we're staying defense with him. On the board right now, we have defensive line for 200 or secondary for 300, John? Defensive line, 200. Which one of these players will have a better year, Marcus Davenport or Trey Hendrickson? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, look, I, I still believe it's Marcus Davenport just because you got last year he just battled through that injury. Look, I think they're they're planning to unleash him. And, look, it's going to be hard to keep Trey Hendrickson off the field, but I think Davenport is going to make one of those uh, Vic Beasley-type leaps this year and will be an absolute force and nightmare for rushing up of Cam Jordan. All right. So that means you're at defensive line for 300 or secondary for 300? Let's go back to the secondary for 300. The best safety on the Saints roster is whom? Uh, I've got to give it to Von Bell. I think he's been very underrated. He's played absolutely much better, uh, you know, as opposed to where he was a couple of years ago. 
Marcus Williams is, is still fine, but I think Bell, he was underrated last year, did a lot of good things. I think he's the best safety they have on this team right now. All right, that means the final one on the board, defensive line for 300. John, Sheldon Rankins returns to play in a Saints game in week blank. I'm going to say they're not going to have a huge rush for them. So week five at earliest against the Bucks is my target, but I'd say take a step further, just week six, just to be on the safe side, especially if they can get to production from uh, other guys like Anya Mata, Malcolm Brown, Taylor Stallworth, and we'll see what happens with Mario Edwards Jr. Okay, let's play a little final defensive Jeopardy. Are you ready? I'm ready. One player who we're not talking about right now, and mainly, John, I'm talking about the non-stars here, the guys on kind of the, the edge of the roster. One guy that we'll be talking about mid or late season that we're not talking about right now. Ooh, right now, let's see. Uh, you know, that's a good one. Um, I'm looking at this defensive roster. I, I want to go with Taylor Stallworth on the defensive line. I think that uh, he's just been guys been around and, and done some good production here. Um, is probably between the toss-up between him and Chachi Gardner-Johnson. But, you know, I think that Stallworth is a guy that's earned a lot more playing time. I think that he is, is going to be crucial down the stretch, kind of like what we had experienced with Tyler Davison in that kind of type role. So I think he's just going to have a breakout year. Well, John, uh, you have uh, – we're going to say you've won a defensive jeopardy. Uh, do we have, like, a winning sound effect, Logan? <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> John, John Hendricks, managing editor at SB Nations, Canal Street Chronicles at John J. Hendricks. John, thanks for playing a little uh, Saints cut down Jeopardy with us, man. Hey, why way to liven it up? That was fun. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you again soon, bud. All right, bud. Thanks. All right, there he goes. Now that means Amy Just is coming up, and since John chose defense, Amy will play a little offense on Saints Cut Down Jeopardy when we come back on The Last Lap. We're having a little fun with Saints Cut Downs, and we're doing it a different way. We're playing a little Saints Cut Down Jeopardy. We had John Hendricks on. I gave him offense or defense. He chose defense, so we went through and had some fun with him. And now Amy Just, uh, as we sprung it on her about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or so, <laughs> she's going to play a little Saints Offensive Cut Down Jeopardy with us. Amy, how you doing? Good, and just so y'all know, I was in my car, driving, getting, I just parked in my garage now, so I had no time to prepare for this, so if I fail miserably, well, then that's, that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> Amy's, uh, covers the Saints for the Advocate NOLA.com, at Amy underscore just on Twitter. I'll tell you this, Amy, there's no failing this, it's all opinion stuff, so uh, unless, you're, unless your opinions can fail, which uh, I don't know, maybe mine can, so maybe yours can too, I guess. I mean, they say there are no dumb questions, but there are dumb opinions. So. <laughs> well, see, so you know, when you're playing Jeopardy, you can answer in the form of a question. So if there are no dumb questions, then um, then you're in the clear, right? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to do so bad at this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Logan, fire up the music. Let's play a little Saints Cut Down Jeopardy with Amy Just. Amy, the categories on the board are quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and offensive line, each for 100. Where are you going? I'll take quarterback. That sounds easy. This quarterback is the best passer on the roster, not named Drew. Um, who is Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill, she says. And I would say, Amy, probably most of the fan base agrees with you. At least that's what I get on my show every day. So you haven't failed yet. 
I guarantee you haven't failed yet. Uh, okay, so now we've got quarterback for 200, and then we've got running back, receiver, and O-line for 100. All right, running back for 100. This player will start the season as the Saints RB3. Who is Dwayne Washington? Dwayne Washington. I'm, I agree with you. See, I, that's, I, I, with a, that's with an asterisk, though, because if he's really hurt, then then I don't know. Yeah, we're throwing, by the way, and I told Christian this when we were doing our own debates on cutdowns. I said, look, any injuries or trades that can happen, I'm throwing those out the window. So we're not going to dock you points yeah. if that happens, okay? All right. So uh, on the board now, we've got uh, quarterback and running back for 200, and then wide receiver and O line for 100. I'll do wide receiver. Wide receiver for 100 for Amy Just. This player is the Saints' best rookie receiver. Oh, who is Emmanuel Butler? Easy. So you got the easy answer there. <laughs> not not little Jordan Humphrey, huh? Even what he's done in the games. I mean, Jordan's good. He's just he's shown flashes of greatness. I just I don't know. I'm I like watching Butler. I really do. All right, so that means we've got O-line for 100 and then quarterback, running back, receiver for 200. All right, we'll do O-line. O-line for 100. This is the total number of offensive linemen the Saints will start the season with. Oh, man. What is seven? I don't know. I said seven, too. I, I said seven myself. Even though they usually go with eight, I said seven, Amy. Yeah, well, I don't know what I'm doing, so I can be wrong, and that's fine. You this can be all, wrong. I'm not paid to make these decisions. I just guess. And when I'm wrong, <laughs> no one judges me. Exactly. You can be wrong, and we're on at 849 at 22 at night, so uh, this just goes off into the atmosphere somewhere, and nobody will ever know. Uh, okay, so that means we got categories on the board, all of them 200, Amy. We'll uh, do quarterbacks. Quarterbacks for 200. He is the Saints quarterback of the future, and I put a little asterisk in here. You can say other. Hmm. I'm going to say, who is Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Amy just on board the Taysom Hill train. All right. Running back, receiver, O-line for 200. All right, running back. Running back for 200. Alvin Kamara will have this many combined total yards of offense this season. Oh, man. Um, What is 1,950. Oh, I love it. The specifics. All right, write that down, Logan. 1,950 <laughs> if she nails it. Uh, I'm going to take her out to dinner or something. Uh, all right, so we got we got a wide receiver and offensive line for 200, Amy. Uh, wide receiver. These six players will make the Saints roster at wide receiver. Okay. Uh, who is... Hmm. Who are Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Butler, Deontay Harris, and Keith Kirkwood if he's not hurt as much as we think he could be? Okay, so that means we've got offensive line for 200. Uh, Amy, 
which of these players, and I know this isn't a typical Jeopardy question, but uh, frankly, I had a hard time making this a typical Jeopardy uh, statement that you have to answer the question. Uh, which one of these players is most likely to be a surprising cut from the Saints offensive line? Will Clapp, Michael Ola, or Nick Easton? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, of those three, um, who would be the most surprising? That would be who is Nick Easton, just because of the money that would would go down the drain with that one. Yeah, they so take I it. think that would be. Yeah, that net, would be a surprise. Yeah, net loss. I've kind of been explaining that to my audience this week. They'll take a net loss, basically. Um, if they cut him this year. Based on your question, that would be the biggest surprise because I don't think they're going to do that. Yep, I'm with you again. All right, you ready for final offensive Jeopardy here? Uh, I guess. Or I should say go. maybe offensive Jeopardy. I don't know if you find this offensive or not. <laughs> uh, here we go. Final, uh, we'll just call it offensive Jeopardy with Amy Just. The Saints' offensive MVP of the 2019 season will be this player. Mm, who's Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara, final answer, she says. And uh, as always, we have uh, – there are no losers here. So, Amy Just, she has won Saints Offensive Jeopardy. Give her a big hand. <laughs> Whoa, I was competing against myself. Yay, participation trophy. <laughs> well, they give those out all the time now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what, see, I'm a fellow millennial, so millennials, uh, you know, handing out participation trophies to other millennials. That's what I do. Uh, Amy Just of The Advocate and NOLA.com at Amy underscore Just on Twitter. Amy, thank you for playing the game with us tonight. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I see that Wilson Alexander's on after me. Be nice to Wilson. All right, I will. I will uh, tell Wilson to be nice to me. Okay, uh, just give him a text. Say, be nice to Seth this time. No, he's always nice to me. We're good. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Amy. Appreciate advocate. it. Team advocate. All right, have a good one. All right, you too. We'll take a break. When we come back, it's our bonehead of the day. And if you don't like NFL officiating, uh, you'll probably like who we hand out this award to. It's the last lap coming back on WWL. That was fun. I'm going to do that again. Maybe we'll make that a weekly segment or every couple of weeks. A little... Last lap Jeopardy. Thanks to John Hendricks and Amy Just again for playing uh, defensive than offensive Saints cut down Jeopardy with us. We'll have that on the podcast for you before the night's up. Time now for that segment of the day. We take a look at, well, the knucklehead of the day in sports. Well, if you don't like NFL officiating, you'll like tonight's award. Kevin Seifert, fantastic columnist, NFL columnist for ESPN, one of my favorite he had a sit-down with John Perry, who is a retired NFL referee, actually worked last year, retired this offseason, titled Inside the Art of Officiating. It was a back-and-forth, just kind of a question and answer. But one of the stunning um, admissions in this column from Perry was on how the NFL trains or, well, maybe doesn't train their officials during the season. The quote from Perry I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that there are only two trainers for all of the NFL officials, and they put out training tapes. So the only training anyone is receiving is those weekly tapes, end quote. So in a business that makes $20 billion a year, that has the microscope on one of its departments, and that would be the officiating department, closer than ever before, Apparently, the NFL does not believe in training their workforce. 
So tonight's bonehead of the day, Al River on the head of NFL officiating and everybody involved in that department. We'll take a break next hour. We talk LSU and Georgia Southern. Plus, it's inside Packers camp as the last lap continues. Plus, we'll continue to debate NFL roster cutdowns and Saints roster cutdowns. John and Amy told us their opinions. We'll get into yours. Plus, a little Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll talking about, well, the NFL preseason games and why it's too long. And hey, Bobby A. Bear agrees with you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.